Green. You know why I get stuck? Yeah. I'm like, damn, am I about to jump to touch my thighs? No, don't know about that, Chief. That's so I'm like, Ashler in the tickety talk version. Also, I'm very happy you on TikTok again. Yeah, I'm back. I was like, who the hell? Who the hell is messaging me? Welcome to Between Me and You podcast. Where everything that goes down stays right here. How are you doing? How's life? I am, like Tony the Tiger said, great. You are glowing too. Y'all, this sun is hitting with me. She's like a little, little honey baby. Not a lot of like little honey bun baby. <laughs> be like, looking good. Um, blowing. I don't know. You know when the weather is warm and the sun is out, I'm like, wow. But sometimes I feel like the weather has been too warm too early, and I'm like. Try not to yeah. think too hard about climate change. <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm like, it's not supposed to be this warm in March, Lenise. And I'm like, I know, shut up. Let me enjoy it. Um, but, you really know, hard. I've been good. Been enjoying the outdoors. Back on the roller skates. Nice. And not falling on the roller skates because I fell in like, Eric, I kid you not, I fell in like September, October. Swear to God, if I wasn't wearing a hel- helmet, I probably would have been concussed. Oh my God. Like, I no. felt my head shake in, my brain shake, shook in the helmet. And I said, oh man, baby. Oh man. It's, I'm my mom on a skate break and then the winter came. So it was like very much needed. Um, so yeah, I also got my first round of the vaccine. Congrats. How you feel? I'm getting mine. Good. It was like, shit, I don't know, a week ago. Oh, okay, good. And you don't feel anything? My arm was like sore, but like a dumbass. Um, I did arm day at the gym the day before. So I was just like literally sore in my upper body anyway. Yeah. Um, But it was just sore. And then the next day it was just sore like when I touched it or if I moved my arm a lot. Yeah. Um, But it was fine. I'm just more so concerned about how I, how I would feel after the second dose. Because yeah. for you know us younger folks, the second dose will beat you up. Right. What? Um. Which vaccine did you get? I got Miss Moderna. Miss Moderna. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-four. They don't really let you like choose because whatever they have, like that's what you're gonna that's get. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. But I want to say they'll usually like tell you what vaccine it is. Same. But exciting things, you know. I could probably move exciting. out in the world a little bit more. It's, but I'll be anxious as hell. Like I went to go pick up food yesterday. Um, oh my god, it was so good. Um, and the restaurant was packed. And I'm sitting there anxious as hell because I'm like, why are these people in here? Why are all these people in here without a mask? Yeah, and what kind of food was it? It was a quesadilla. Oh, a quesadilla. You know, like those. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, the is there's a place near me that makes them in quesadilla form. Wow. superior yes that's, that's what delicious. i said. and i've been thinking about eating this for like weeks so i finally caved in and got it dang that's what's up ladies have you heard about the blue zone projects blue zone project no yo i actually have a couple of things that i'm like freaking out about right now and okay, i'm gonna share them to you i want to hear what you think about them the blue you, zone yeah blue zones project so you know how there's like blue zones across the world where like people live just like longer lives, like in Italy, in Sicily and a couple other places where people live like longer than what they're expected to live. Mm-hmm. And they attribute it to like the ways that they grow their own food or like the slower mm-hmm. pace of life or like activity, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there's this project that's like trying to do it in different American cities, different like US cities. Oh, word. They're trying to like take the practices of these different places and like create small communities that are based around those practices. And I'm like kind of obsessed with like what they're doing. I understand, like, there's, like, zero racial equity involved in this work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, and, like I'm, I'm not... on the website, and the places that they are, I'm, like, hmm. I'm also, like, not, like, cognizant of people of, like, you know, different health conditions or different, like, body sizes or, like, di- like anything in regards to, like, being equitable across, like, boundaries and whatever is not doing that. But I'm, like, yo, 
we can get you some can like wellness us. black folks in here to do this uh, the right way. Like there's there's you not possible to do this the right way. Like I can. I feel think it. there there are I think there are people who do this, who do very similar work in the black community, yeah. except it's not labeled as this like blue zone project. Right. Um. <laughs> like, I know a bunch of people, and I'm thinking about like my one of my aunts in particular, who's like really a champion for like you know growing your own food like yeah. having like local gardens in the community community garden things like that um yeah. which is really cool because she does have a community garden and my mm-hmm. mom went to go plant stuff there yesterday carrots and wheatgrass is what my mama told me she that. went to go plant yeah. um so yeah but i could definitely tell this is um a website run by white people because the stuff in you see the dog <laughs> I didn't even see the dog. I'm just looking at this classic stuffing recipe. And this the thing looks like it got croutons in <laughs> You said the dog is what? In the garden. That's all I got to say. That would not I'm happen saying. if it was black red. Right. But That's basically I, like a dog being on your, cou- on your counter. Yo, but what I will say is that I really, I think that's something that I want out of like the next stage of my life is to live in a predominantly black or like predominantly of color community. Mm-hmm. That is like fully walkable, yeah. Like fully, like where you like know your neighbors, like y'all mm-hmm. are like comrades, <laughs> like where y'all where we can organize together, like are yeah. you know fully in charge of our own electoral futures, but also like I I, just, I think I want that. I don't know where like okay. that you know exists, but I think that's mm-hmm. just something like this made me think about. I was like, I want that. But I want it to be black or like at least of color, you know. I agree. Sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, but the other thing I'm freaking out about, Lenise, is that apparently we only like have discovered five percent of the ocean, and that should you did not out. know that, Eric. The ocean, ocean is scurry, bro. <laughs> and you think about it, just think about it. Just think about the stuff you discover, and the deeper you go down, the like wilder the fish look. I'm like, how you got a light bulb built in? Right, mm-mm, baby. This it's is how I know scary. mermaids might be real. Because if we've only, mm-mm. I would love to meet a mer person. <laughs> I don't think I would. <laughs> you know what they, I mean? I don't think they would like us. <laughs> think about it. They probably know what we have done. Yeah. Historically. You probably reason it. And they got all our our ships, so they know who we are. You're right. They do. There's hey, so many if artifacts. Mermaid's real, why didn't they do anything about the transatlantic slave trade? Oh, so you saying mer people are anti-black? Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that's an essay question. If mer people are real, why did they do nothing about the transatlantic slave trade? Where were they during hey, the middle passage? Y'all saw, y'all definitely saw people jumping off ship. You Yo. didn't even save them. Look, Lenise, maybe they did save them. Maybe when they jumped off ship. They, they turned into mer people. No, they like yeah, they like saved these people. It's like there's a whole there's like okay, but where tons of cities? Them? There's like tons of cities deep in the deep ocean, full of black folks running it. Like that's not like some stupid ass sci-fi shit. I know, right? Somebody but uh, write a movie off of you, Eric. Yeah, tell me why black folks always gotta find safe haven in some obscure ass place. I know, right? Yeah, back like, the fuck oh, off yes. us, please. Yeah, it's all in our imagination. Just my imagination once again. But that is a, uh, that's what I've been thinking about. Cause that's terrifying. That's why I would never do a cruise. You know why I would never do a cruise? I wanted to do a cruise so badly. And I was like, if I do a cruise, I'm gonna have to get, you know, the fanciest of the fancy rooms because it's like sleeping in the closet, right? But last year when COVID like popped, popped off for us, mm-hmm. like right. in the US, mm-hmm. there were niggas who were stuck on cruise ships for for like weeks right and i'm like imagine you stuck on your cruise in this shoebox of a room right can't leave it Uh uh-uh i need it so if i did a cruise like those would have to be my parameters like i need the room with the balcony with the like i need the suite right i really want to do one um but i'm like in a post-covid world post-covid i also hate the fact that people say post-covid and i'm like you do realize we still in this bitch we in this bitch more than we ever been i was post anything i was like not gonna go away we just gonna like keep getting you know we update vaccines for everything so we we have to get an updated vaccine it's like the flu 
Yeah, we're we're in it now. And eventually, it'll it'll hopefully go away. Like you know, the Spanish flu went away. Right, but I'm not never gonna. I think I'm always gonna wear, at least for the next like three years, like my mask in public. I like, I'm gonna get a cute mask. You know, so keep it. Listen, but <laughs> I'll be frustrated about breathing in them, especially in the summer. But yeah. to be honest, I'm like, why haven't we been wearing masks before? Because I have been in like. People do nasty stuff in public. Yeah, they do. Why are we in the grocery store and you coughing around the produce? Sneezing and shit. Sneezing. Not even sneezing into your hands. And then touching the plums. Come on, bro. <laughs> your face. I, oh, your I just face. be so disgusted. Yes. And I'm like, flu season? We should definitely be wearing masks. Y'all don't want to get the flu shot and then get mad when you get the flu. Right. <laughs> yeah, you want people yeah, to come to work, but they're sick. How yeah. to wear the mask? I'm not going to work if I'm sick because I'm sick. Right. But damn, I'm sorry. I keep looking at this website. I'm looking at these recipes, and I'm like, damn, some of this shit look good. <laughs> what is it? I'm looking at the the blue zones. They got a shit what's a good recipe on there? I see this chocolate mousse. It look good. I'm not Please. clicking on them. Why Eric, would you say chocolate mousse? Because you know I love chocolate mousse. Oh my god, there's this. I uh, love, it's decadent. There's this uh, Asian bakery in Cleveland that I adore. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you know I'm not a big fan of chocolate. Like I think chocolate is overrated. Right? You right. got to do it right. Right. This triple chocolate mm-hmm. mousse. Oh my god. <laughs> I <die> for it. <laughs> it's so damn good. Yeah, that sounds I look you on some today. You got me Googling chocolate mousse in my city. <laughs> I'm dead. But yeah. Amazing. You ready, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. That was fine. I had a good time. All right. Between you and us. Okay, what? What's up? Between you and us, Lenise, I just got a question. Shoot. Do you think apologies work? Slash, do you think what what's the role of forgiveness in that? So maybe the first question first. We'll do the second question later. Um, maybe they come hand in hand. I don't know how you would go there. But do apologies. I work? feel like they go hand in hand. Like I don't know. Do apologies work if you want them to work? <laughs> but I feel like there's this like quote. I don't even know who originally said it. But it's just like forgiveness is not for you. Like it's not for like the person who was receiving forgiveness. It's for the person who was forgiving. Um, and I had a conversation with one of my friends like months ago at this point, where we were talking about whether or not people are owed an apology, right? Or forgiveness. Right. And I said, no, like nobody owes you an apology because just because you personally feel like you deserve an apology does not mean the person who you who should apologize to you feels the same way, right? Like, Eric, you could do me wrong and I could be like, dang, Eric, that's crazy. I think you owe me an apology and you could be like, hold on, I'm gonna try to do my Eric impression. You could be like, <laughs> you could be yeah. like, I'm not that, I don't think I owe you an apology, right? Right. And so what do you do then when somebody's just like, why the fuck would I apologize to you? Like, I owe you nothing, right? <laughs> or somebody just doesn't want to apologize for whatever reason. You just yeah. gonna sit there and be like, well, I can't move on because they won't apologize. Gosh, yeah. I'll be upset about this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so when I say like, people don't owe you an apology, I mean that like, how we, and like, and I mean that, an apology doesn't necessarily change things if right. you personally still feel some type of way. Like right. somebody can apologize to me and my feelings can still be hurt. That's not gonna absolve right. the things that happen, right? Yeah. Or they can apologize and I could say it's not sincere. I don't want to accept it. Yeah. And so I don't think like yes, when you get an apology that you feel is genuine and quote unquote like well deserved um and it's something that like ultimately like makes you feel good afterwards 
Right. Like, that's nice, but that's not the reality of our world. And, you know, just because you would apologize to somebody doesn't mean that person would apologize to you. Mm. You know? And I'm, I am the type of person that is, like, it depends on the situation, on right. what I'm apologizing for, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, in general, I only... I would rather see someone's actions change than for them to apologize to me because I think time and time again, people say I'm sorry because it's like a prerequisite for trying to move on in relationships for whatever reason yeah. and still do the same shit. Yeah. No Why would I want change. an apology? Like you're yeah. apologizing. I'm sorry for doing this. Yeah. You keep on doing it. So obviously to me, it seems as though you are not sorry for what you're doing. I would much rather see someone's actions change than them to vocalize these words that they're never going to live up to mm. or not change. Yeah. You know? And I That's think, a- I think, in, I think in, instead of having this framework around apology, I think what we need to move towards, which is, I think, what people think apologies do, is having accountability for your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... I'm blanking on the person's name. But, you know, like, the four steps to accountability. There's somebody mm-hmm. who, wrote, who wrote that, yeah. You want me to I Google feel it? You. Yeah, you can Google it for sure, for sure. So we can give them resources. Um, I feel you. Know, I was trying to think of it from the perspective of, like, when do I apologize and how mm-hmm. do I apologize? Because uh, I think I think I've, I'm a lot like you, where it's like I I don't think I can name a time where I'm like I expect this person to apologize to me, like I need this apology. Like I, I rarely have ever done that in my life. I can think of one instant, mm-hmm. but that was a parent, and I feel like oftentimes parents just do stuff anyway. So like we have yeah. different there's different frameworks around parenting mm-hmm. and like receiving what is apologies, what is forgiveness from them. So I think that's different. But I think on people that are outside my family, I can't name one time where I was like, I need an apology from that person. Like, mm-hmm. I think, again, it goes back to me not investing that fully in people enough to like be like, I need an apology from you because I'm not that invested in you. But mm-hmm. I also am like, when I have been caught on for apologies, I can, I know the ones that are most like sincere and heartfelt are the ones where I have been like, really determined to change my behavior. Or like where I'm like, oh, I can see that there is like hurt here with this person yeah. that I would never want to cause pain to. Yeah. And like because I have like triggered that pain, I know I have to be accountable to that. And my mm-hmm. accountability in this is like ensuring that, that doesn't happen again, but also yeah. ensuring that there is like healing a part of it. So I feel you 100 percent on like the apology is probably not the most important thing. <laughs> Yeah. But I do think the apology is the thing that's harped on. And I think mm-hmm. that could be why people like don't feel a lot of like reconciliation in a lot of like relationships is like the emphasis is on the apology and the emphasis is not on like the healing aspects of that or yeah. the accountability work that comes from that. And I want to say accountability work because like that shit is hard um, and like takes time. I don't know if you're ready for that. Um, did you find I'm the sorry, link? I'm looking at these cats outside. I've never they going under my car no they're not okay I've never seen them and I now I want to go outside and feed them mm. and then also I feel like just to add another layer on to I'm sorry I just interrupted you what were you saying that's okay I don't even remember what I was saying I'm oh okay saying. okay I feel bad <laughs> um not you apologize <laughs> right um sometimes people want you to apologize for enforcing your boundaries does that make sense like mm. Um, I follow some people on Instagram that always talk about like, you know, like keeping boundaries at the end of the day, like benefits you. And it's like you enacting self-care into your day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes your boundaries hurt other people and then people get upset about that, right? They get upset Mm -hmm. about your boundaries. And so sometimes it's just like, somebody wants me to apologize for enacting a boundary. Why would I do that? And like, granted, me keeping my boundaries hurt their feelings, but you want me to sacrifice myself for your comfort. I don't mm. like that. I'm not going to apologize. Like, I would never apologize for that. I mm. would go, I'm sorry you're feeling this way, which to me, when people say that, it's not an apology. <laughs> not. <laughs> like, you want something, I'm going to give you something. I'm sorry you feel that right. way. I wouldn't apologize. I would say I'm not apologizing for that because mm. 
I kept my boundaries. In fact, it wouldn't even be a conversation because right. why are we conversing my boundaries? Mm. Like you're either going <laughs> to respect them right. or you're not. And that is not my problem. That is yeah. truly a personal issue. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I think in the past, I've had problems upholding my boundaries. I've definitely become more firm, but I also think it's a result of me like shrinking my circle to the people that I only care about. So I'm like, these are the people who I want to present mm-hmm. and like let know what these boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Even And I think most of my boundaries just come down to like timing. Like time is like one of the biggest ones where I'm like, all the people who are close to me respect my time and I respect this, mm-hmm. you know? And we like figure it out. <clears throat> and I think those are things where I'm like, I appreciate that because yeah. I'm a, when it comes, like, I'm a hella chillax when it comes to like timing and stuff. But I do have like things where I'm like, oh, I need to do this. Like, I need to wake up at a certain time to feel my best. Yeah. Or like, I need to go see my family when I need mm-hmm. to see them um, and things like that. And I can recall actually one person like two years ago who was like pressed because I was like, yo, I can't come like chill with you, hang with you because I have to go hang with my brother like I just need to go see him because I haven't seen him in a little bit and he was pressed and I was like I just realized that one of my boundaries is like people who don't respect my time with my family mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, but also, I also like do you even have to explain why you can't right like, you're right you shouldn't have to I feel like that. sometimes and I learned this in therapy Our um she was my therapist was just like you like however you feel about something it's valid and you don't need to explain to me or other people why you're yeah. doing something like yeah it should just be that and I think sometimes when we decline things or yeah when we are enacting our boundaries it's like the soft way to do it if that makes sense like hey I know I can't do this because of xyz instead of just saying no yeah you're right (laughs) that's who I am I just say no yeah I'm better doing that in professional settings too which is funny than I am in like personal relationships like, I'll say no to a meeting in a heartbeat. I'll say no to a commitment that's professional no, in a heartbeat. I don't have the capacity, which I, is yeah, true. Yeah, I'll just be like, no. Like, why is that on my calendar? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but you're right. I think there there is definitely, like, something there that comes with explaining that is, like, yeah, a softened or, like, tearing down of a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm also reading that there's benefits to apologizing. So people who are in the, in the listening that are like, y'all just talking about the negative apologizing. Apparently apologizing can also like relieve stress. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that. I, as, I like, would agree. Yeah. I would agree that happens, right? Like I never expect people to apologize to me. Yeah. So I remember like specifically last year, I had like two instances of people apologizing to me. And I was just like, oh shit, I feel a lot better after that, right? Um, but I think what it boils down to is that somebody has taken accountability for their actions, right? Yeah, it does. I also think that like for the person apologizing, because I've been on both ends of Mm -hmm. like causing harm or receiving it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think when I've apologized, the apology, yes, is for that person. But I also realized that, like, a lot of the forgiveness comes, like, from myself, like, yeah. to myself. Where I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. They did not know that. And, like, I needed I to projected. forgive. I projected. Right? I was like, I just needed yeah. to forgive. Like, I could not move forward in those, mm-hmm. like, relationships with people. And so yeah. I was like, I could forgive my, like, younger self for these things. Mm-hmm. And, like, have patience for them. But also realize, like, how this person has impacted that person. Yeah. And like that we're both in different spots and how, like how do we move on, like move into that space? And so that's been really helpful, I think, for me and just like the growth aspects of what does it mean to fully um like tend to your younger selves and like also yeah. like be the mature, the mature self that you are now. So that's real. I think forgiveness goes yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think that's something that I've realized more and more as I've gotten older. It's like there's so much context that we live our lives within. Like you're only the main character in your life. I'm the main character in everybody's life, so definitely the main sometimes supporting cast. I'm trying to get an award. Right. Best supporting best supporting actress. Right. Hello. It's it's I. Um (laughs) um, you realize like there's all this context that like influences how you interact with people. Yeah. And I find at least for me, like this works for me, that like sometimes I'll like talk to people, I'll be like, hey, you remember this thing that happened? 
this really hurt my feelings because of X, Y, and Z. And we talked through it, right? Yeah. And it's not, and half the time it's just like, oh, Lanise, I didn't realize that. Like, sometimes they say I'm sorry, sometimes they don't. But I'm not sitting there like, well, now you have to apologize to me. I just want there to be acknowledgement that these things happened and feelings were hurt, right? Yeah. And a lot of times feelings get hurt on both sides. Yeah. Because of the action that's done and and the repercussions of that action, right? The consequences. Um, And so sometimes it's just like me having a conversation, at least with people that I would like to mend relationships with, right? Or move on um and like be in like some sort of okay place with right or yeah. some neutral place with right? right right but like and then realizing like oh shit we was both going through a lot like yikes yeah. i'm sorry and then also sometimes i apologize because i mean it right like yeah. i only apologize because i mean it but exactly when i apologize to somebody i want to take accountability for what i did right absolutely regardless of what was going on in my life because i still did it and sometimes right. those shit be going on i just <laughs> Yeah, just be hot. I just that's just how I be hot. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, and I don't want that to default because just like if somebody does something bad to you, they must be going through a lot. No, some people right, just yeah, some people just ask. Some people sometimes. are just right, but sometimes about, my zodiac sign, sometimes like my moons ain't aligned. My moon <laughs> not your moon's not aligned. <laughs> you are funny. I'm playing. No, though. I'm about to say, I'm gonna say, yeah, I get like people think I'm mean all the time, right? <laughs> I think oh. partially because I enact my boundaries all the time and don't feel the need mm. to explain. And I've right. low-key always been like that. Yeah. Like from a, from a from a wee babe until now, oh, like up babes. until now. Um, but also like sometimes my Gemini be <laughs> busting through the frame. Busting bent. <laughs> right. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> she is mean. And I don't I'm think she's mean. I just think like she just don't want to do things she don't want to do. And right. that's always been me. Yeah, that's what's up. I love that. Look, Lenise, I'm gonna take us to the conversation I was talking about earlier with Tenza. Uh-huh. Okay, so y'all, I'm watching Legend of Korra. Love it. In Legend of Korra, which if you have not seen Legend of Korra, watch Avatar Last Airbender first. Yeah, because we about to spoil it. We're spoil it. Then watch Legend of Korra. I'm on season two, episode whatever. Um, Tenzin. Not episode whatever. You like at the towards the end of the season. Yeah, towards the end of, of season two. But Damn, Tenzin is really good. Tenzin is like unable. Tenzin is the son of Avatar Aang, who is like Her. seen in like the canon as like the pretty much the best Avatar because he saved the world. You know, like the right. Fire Nation was attacking shit. Yada yada. That's its context. You know. Um, Tenzin is an airbender, which like made him Aang's favorite son, favorite kid. Um, but Tenzin has like really struggled with connecting to the spirit world or spirit Mm -hmm. realm. Um, and when he's like, he's like training the new avatar whose name is Korra, because Korra also has like problems contacting the spirit world, but she's gone through all this other stuff, yada, yada, yada plot. Mm -hmm. Um, and now they're arrived at this moment where she needs to get into the spirit world in order to save the world again. And Tenzin is trying to be a great mentor, but he's like really a horrible mentor. <laughs> and his daughter, who's like seven, Janora? No, I think Janora like older than that. She like you think so? eleven. Okay, she's like eleven. She's very young. Janora... Not to say that I googled it when I was. Oh, you googled saw it? it? Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate I think she's like eleven. Appreciate you. Also, Tenzin's children are amazing vendors. Like so talented. Um, but Janora has like supreme, like elevated contact with the spirit realm. Frequently, mm-hmm. just like with ease. And so Tenzin's like, Janora can't cut out the spirit realm, yada, 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 like really down in her. And she's like, her, her aunt, her uncle, and Cora, like, nah, Janora's like, got it. Like, we need to let her right. do it. She's that girl. She's that girl. Janora steps up, takes Cora into the spirit realm, and Tenzin's salty. It's so one question there, Lenise, and I haven't gone on in the episodes to know if he apologizes, if there's forgiveness, right? But I'm moving towards this like context of like, parents and children especially because we're Mm -hmm. getting in that age where like our friends are becoming parents and like people are having babies and busting out the Bentley Ben takers right but like in context with Tenzin right it's like the right thing to do would be to apologize to his daughter Mm -hmm. at some point show like some form of you know resolve and reconciliation Mm -hmm. and 
I think the expectation from like the outside perspective is that she would forgive him, right? That's the expectation. My question is like, where with like parent and child relationships does apologizing and forgiveness fit in? And also like, do you think the expectations on children outweigh that of the parent? So should they and why? What I will say is that <laughs> some parents don't believe that they should apologize to children. Exactly. Because they're like, it's a child. Why would I apologize? to a child and I'm just like this is a person like yeah like you and this can be an unpopular opinion I'm gonna say it I think some people have children and they don't realize that they're actually raising humans until they become teenagers and they just want somebody to obey their commands you should get a dog if that is what you expect and they be like dog if you have a pet you know pets don't they listen but they don't they're like children right right and so sometimes people feel like they don't owe children apologies and i don't think that's healthy right yeah like imagine growing up and i'm sure there are people out here who 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 grew up like this right right where your parents hurt your feelings and you are told if somebody hurts your feelings like you like they should apologize to you and your parents hurt your feelings and they say they don't you don't deserve an apology because you're the child yeah so does that mean that when I hurt somebody's feelings, I shouldn't apologize to them right. or that they don't deserve an apology because of X, Y, and Z. Right. That don't make sense to me. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think a lot of times people be like, people will say, I will never apologize to a child, yada, yada, yada. Like mm-hmm. they should just listen. Right. And yeah. I'm like, but do you understand that they are one are children and they are doing what children do right children push boundaries and they push limits um but also what is it within your own self within your pride and your ego that you just can't formulate apologizing to someone imagine Mm. how much your childhood would have changed and been different if your parents would have apologized to you yeah i think i yeah i think i literally think the source of so many people's like well, my parents didn't do this. And I'm yeah. like, and look at you. They're like, I turned out okay. No, you <laughs> haven't. You talk about it every three minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the source of so many people's like spiritual ailments like come from their childhood, like mm-hmm. come from the ways that they were treated as children, as like young mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in ways that was like either repressed or like, you know, suppressed or mm-hmm. like, yeah, just like not fully seen. Um, and then, like, we got to figure it out in, like, our young adult years, our, our adult years. Or you run into people who are, like, in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who, like, still have not confronted mm. their younger selves and the mm. ways that they were treated. And just be angry. Just be mad, right? Or sad. Or, I can't like, believe your parents would let you do that and act this way if you were my child. And I'd be like, but I'm not your <laughs> child. I'm dead. And so it makes me think that, like, I hate the word like let's humanize this because I feel like you know that implies that, like don't. there's been some type of thing, right? Yeah. But I think but, the ways yeah. that young, yeah, the ways that young people mm-hmm. and children are like not fully humanized is such a weird thing. Yeah, where it's like people very much see them as like objects. They're like, you um, don't. This kid doesn't know what they want. Yada yada. Right. And I think a lot of it has to go with is t- also tied to consent. I don't think people believe that. Yeah, like, consent. Children sure. have like autonomy and they know what they want or what they don't want and i'm like but as children and people and even like shit animals like we understand what makes us feel good and what doesn't make us feel good right exactly for some people and like i'm talking about like me growing up i didn't like hugging everybody like i have a huge family i don't want to hug everybody right it doesn't make me uncomfortable a little bit (laughs) but i just don't feel like it like sometimes i just don't feel like it like I don't want to be here. I don't want to hug you. Now we got to talk and you can talk about, do you remember me? Last time I saw you, you was a baby. Well, baby, do you think I remember you? No, right? And so a lot of times I have noticed growing up, it like people get upset. They're like, so you just not going to give me a hug? No. Right. Well, I'm going to tell your mom. I'm like, you want me to go get her? Ooh. And my mom comes over, right? And she's just like, and they're like, you know, your daughter won't give me a hug. And she goes, does she want to hug you? Right. 
And I go, no. And she go, okay, then. And this has happened as I like have become an adult too, right? So it doesn't, it hasn't changed once I've reached adulthood, right? Right. And I'm just like, but I told you, no, like that's not going to change. And you're not going to guilt me into, you know, like pushing away my boundaries or ignoring it because I don't want to hug you. Exactly. Like no shit should suffice and you being my elder automatically garners respect i don't think that's true because old people be rude as hell <laughs> they do be rude just on the basis of I'm your, your face right now <laughs> i'm thinking about one specific incident that i had with an old person recently oh. and i wanted to punch them in their throat like Yo. sir you are a day away from the wind blowing too hard please leave me alone i can't Please, I'm happy your mom affirmed you during those like in that space. She be trying to do a good job, you know. <laughs> you know, That's I kind of really like her. That's I don't really got good. that much beef with her growing up. I'm weak. That's good. And, and it, like it, the beef, the beef we've had, we've talked through, and good. like, you know, like we've had the conversation. I'm like, hey, that thing yeah. hurt my feelings a lot growing up, and she's just like, yeah, those are good conversations. It reminds me so much of like. Not that, but like the, this conversation reminds me of the students that I was teaching mm-hmm. and how many times, you know, where people who are parents don't realize is when y'all students, where y'all children who become students when they enter the school building, like go to school, they be like word vomiting on their teachers about all the stuff that happens in the house. They so they like, just know everything. They be like, my daddy everything. got a friend my mama don't know about. <laughs> yeah, he be spending right. that over her house. Yo, yes. students will tell you everything. And you'd be like, no, tell me more. Tell right, me but more. The, honestly, but the majority of the stories that students would tell, I'm like, like we, we're already like let them vent and like not go too far into it. Cause like, you know, you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just like, let them, you know, tell what they need to tell and know that like, I was just gonna hold that and not, you know, spew it everywhere. Most of the stuff they would talk about would come from like the ways that their parents were like, and I wouldn't call it abuse. I would just call it like, emotional like neglect in so many is ways. Is that not abuse? It is abuse. But I don't think it's abuse on like a legal scale, you know, but I think it is. No, like, it's not. They're like, I fed you. Yeah, I'm not taking these kids. You got a roof over your head. <laughs> what more can you want? Some social emotional growth. Exactly. Some social emotional support, if anything, right? And like, I was like, each time that story came, I was like, wow, these like children are really not being seen as fully human, mm-hmm. like as full people. Um, and so trying to, transition us into this like when Lenise asking you like what do you think are like valuable approaches to like having those healthy relationships with children as mm-hmm. parents for like the young parents that are, that are possibly in the audience or like will be in the audience oh, or the question <laughs> or also we can pair we can like pirouette and pivot back into just um, like in relationships period like how I want to start with just like young people yeah, so I'm an I'm an aunt, right? I have three nieces, like babies. Yeah. The oldest is how old is this baby? Nine months, almost ten months. The youngest niece I have is like a month and a half. Right. And so I think, you know, I'm trying to be the world's best auntie, first of all. Hey, right. Turn up. Um and I think because I am more conscious of what it means to develop people like children's social emotional growth because we all know somebody you know somebody who you you could tell is a little stunted and then be wondering why people out here half grown anyway let me go back to what i was saying like what i try to do is that like i try mm-hmm. to send the parents the young parents in my life like resources i'm like oh i saw this on instagram or i saw this this looks pretty cool because I think there are some really great parenting techniques that can help us understand children more for who they are as like children and all of these like people who are like experiencing new emotions, new things for the first time. Like imagine being mad for the first time ever. That shit gotta be scary, (laughs) right? Like you're like, what the, what is going on, right? Or like just not even having like the, the like proper I don't even want to say proper but like yeah all of the language should truly express how you feel like that's right. frustrating right for sure and so like I try to like send them resources but also like educate myself yeah. because I'm going to like I come into contact with these children 
and I believe it takes a village. And so I want to make sure that I am helping foster them in a way that is really healthy for them. Right. Yeah. And also like helps with their social emotional growth. Yeah. You know, I love that. Like one of the things I've started to do is like people like, oh, this kid is bad. I'm like, this toddler is just being a toddler. Right. <laughs> like yeah. the, the kid is not bad. It's just being a toddler. And if you wanted something to sit still all day, you should have bought a baby doll. A anyway, statue. a statue. Like, yeah. go get you a baby alive. You can turn them things off. Exactly. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, so this toddler was doing toddler behavior and it made you upset because they were being a toddler. Yeah. You see how crazy that sounded to me? Yeah. Right? And like, yes, kids will do things to push your limits. Doesn't mean they're bad, right? And so I think it's important to understand that. But I also think it's important. I think something that I have done a lot recent, not a lot recently, but I've been intentional about is like understanding myself, right? And in order Mm -hmm. to understand myself, I have to go to therapy. Um, Or just like if therapy is not an option for you, like maybe you don't like therapy, can't afford it, whatever. Like doing a lot of self-reflection on why do i act a certain way or whatever right yeah and a lot of it is tied like you said to childhood and how you know i've been treated previously for you know good and bad right right and so just thinking about oh these messages is loud let me mute this it's distracting me anyway Uh um just thinking about like how does that impact who I am and would I do this to like knowing what I know about how this impacted me would I do this to somebody else I think it's also a good question to ask um so that's like something that I try to do um it's just like make sure that like I am informed and like inform the people that I care about like hey let's try this instead like yeah I feel like I used to say oh I'm gonna whip my kids right right and now I'm like why would I do that yeah like people like i, I turned you. out okay and i'm like did you, did you? Some, yeah i feel you in these i turned I out okay you. but i don't think it was because of the whooping it was just because i was a kid and i was curious and people would say something i'm like okay but why right but i'm why? still like, like that the, i'm with you I, I and i'm still, still like, that. like that yeah i'm with you right i'm with you and I'm i love that like, advice i used to make people mad <laughs> but why but why did you do this and people like but i'm not explaining stuff to you you a child Yo, and I'm like, gotta, gotta but talk why are you that. not explaining stuff to me? Because I'm a child. <laughs> like, that was me. Yeah. And, you know, like, probably after a while, I just used to do it just to, like, get on people's nerves. Right. Of course. But, like, the point still stands. Exactly. You know, I don't think I turned out okay because I got whoopings. Like, right. I think that's something that's wrong with me. Let's be real. I'm crying. Nah, I feel you, Lenise. I only, only things I would add to that is I, I feel like but I spent so much time thinking mm-hmm. or like learning about children's like developmental milestones and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And you're right, like the ways that, that children can experience like first traumas yep. um, really early um, and have that be like repeated interactions mm-hmm. is like such a, there's like a new framing that I had brought to me. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from all of those like classes and courses and certification things was like, if for parents and then like for friends, I think like it's different, but it's like, if you can determine whether your love is conditional or, or unconditional, then like you can answer a lot of questions. Yes, and a lot and of I, people's loves, love is conditional. Right, and I think even if it is like naming for yourself, what is it a conditional upon mm-hmm. can save you so much like headache and can save that person so much headache, youth or not. Um, and I think like, yeah, I think for parents who often I'm just gonna say this and it might be incorrect. It's probably like a lot, but I'm just gonna pretend like often is unconditional. Then I guess the question is like, where is that being born out? And like, how often can you bear that out? And how often can you show that child that it is unconditional? Cause I think- By, mm. Yeah, and I think we got, we got 10 minutes, but I think, <laughs> I think that's where, yeah. that's where I'm feeling right now. And th- let us know like on our Instagram, like, how do you feel about this conversation? Like, do you yeah. think that there's, yeah. How can parents really allow the children to be full people? Um, 
I I feel like a very uh, short answer to this will be like accepting, like accepting your child for like who they are and whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And not who the child you thought they would be. Yeah. First of all, um, that cat opened my door. I just noticed that. Anyway, um. <laughs> Listen, she's an escape artist. She tried to like open the door to the front porch the other day. Love my like literally like stood up, pushed the handle down. Anyway, <laughs> um, she's smart or whatever, like her mama. Smart um, whatever. And I think sometimes I not sometimes, like we see it all the time. We're emotional. But I think I also think that's because like we I think the ways that we've grown up, we have seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hope for the future moving forward that these new generations don't experience what yeah. that is, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't feel good because you're like, I have to be a certain way for somebody to love me. Right. And some and you know, if that is like who you are, cool. But I feel like oftentimes when it's framed that way and you're like, I have to be this way because for my parents to like still love me and care about me and want right. And for them to be in my lives, it's usually not good. Yeah. Right. I agree. And I don't even want to say not good because that sounds like however you feel is wrong, yeah. but your parents view it as something that is not good. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And there are so many different things that can fall under that umbrella. Like your parents want you to be a doctor or like, you have different paths in your lives. Um, maybe it has to do with like your identities, like so many different things. Um, and sometimes I'm like the ing- the ignorant part of my brain is just like, oh well, I hope it's because like parents are scared for their children, right? And I think parents are like they want to protect you, yeah. and they understand if you do certain things or. Um, if you fall within like these marginalized categories, yeah. there's like some sort of level of protection. Yeah, I was gonna that say they can I'm... no longer afford you. Like, I yeah. think like yes, yeah. like I think that's a very valid and rational thing to feel. But there's a difference between being scared and like pushing your fear upon and projecting your fear upon your children. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's such a hard. I I think about. I actually think about that a lot mm-hmm. as somebody who like wants to be a father at some point mm-hmm. in the future. Of like, yo, that I think that's actually where I. And then like already adding onto the fact that like you gonna have black kids. Right? right. I'm saying. I'm saying that's what I think about. I think like literally that's where the forgiveness for my parents and like their parents, etc., comes from. Is I'm like y'all were raising black children in a horrible society. Should we? Still and in my in my case, in a really white Midwestern state that is like well known for the ways that it attacks black mm-hmm. people, like really well known. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I have a lot of forgiveness for that. And that's actually, I think where a lot of my fear comes from when it comes to raising a kid of like, yo, I have to raise you in like acknowledgement of all the beauty that you encompass and like all mm-hmm. of like the p- different people that you could become. But also, also yeah, everybody does not see that beauty. Right. And like, yeah, that's, that's where I'm like, that is, that's just the process. That's gonna be a process. Yeah. That's or are you gonna come home one day and ask me questions, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, yeah. How did we? How did we get here? Yeah. How'd you learn that? Right. You know. Yeah. So there's that. And also but, being afraid that you don't have the answers, right? I had exactly. this conversation actually recently. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's a lot of beauty that can come from mm-hmm. that too. But Anise, you ready to move on to give some advice? Do we have any advice to give or not? We always got advice to give. Oh. It's time for one of the best sections of the podcast. I mean, all the sections are the best, but that's just me. No biases at all. Um, We are trying to help them, help us. Help us, help them. Help them, exactly. By giving them advice. The advice they need. Mm -hmm. So if the shoe fits, they need to wear it, buy them. Buy them, purchase them, make an order. Steal them if you you can. Really can't. Capitalism is already stealing from you. The government's already stealing from you. So, you know, hey, get them back. If you can get a pair of Birkenstocks size nine in women's, yeah. let me know. And I'll pay is, for them too. But, right. You know, and this is all comedy. You, you know, this ain't, 
This is comedy. You know, you can't hold as legal yeah, as this possible. Is this is comedy. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> what if you can't? Oh. I'm the queen bee. Anyway. So, anyway. So, <laughs> somebody wants to know. Somebody come get her. <laughs> she's dancing like a accountant. Hey. Um, <laughs> somebody wants to know, how do you shoot your shot yes i just yeah. dribbled a imaginary basketball. A shot yeah i don't <laughs> I know even i don't even know how to play basketball your shot i love that it was a horrible shot what a great question lenise do you want to answer first because you know yeah. <laughs> you know screaming. your boy your boy's booed up you feel me i'm screaming so you are shooting the shot okay that's um i'm yo. screaming I'm not even gonna pretend like I got a game like that. I don't think I do. I think people tell me I do. Maybe I'm like a nerdy ass nigga, like on the real, on the lowest, on the highest of keys. On the highest of keys. You on know what it is? What is people it? see you do poetry and they and like, they're like, oh my god, oh my god, Eric. Uh, ah, I'm asleep. I too would like a poem. <laughs> a poem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said it like that. You're funny. I feel like people approach me. I don't really. That's so. This sounds so. <laughs> so you're the shot like and not the shooter. I'd have been a bucket, but you know, some real stuff. On some real stuff, like my advice is just like to be. I hate. I hate people say this. Be like, be yourself. Be you know, but actually, be yourself. But real talk, like met my current partner, like the person who I love. Um, oh, at, a, <laughs> at like a conference, you know. This is not getting edited out either. It's just like we were just like we've just been like such normal people together, you know, and mm-hmm. we like have not like put on like airs and stuff like. I think one of the, one of the reasons why we're like still going so strong and being happy and in love is because we're just real. Um, and so I think there's some form of like authenticity. Right. Um, Cause I think humans, like if we're, if we were in the avatar world, like we'd be energy benders. Like we can feel people's energy so clearly. Like that is so, we're so perceptive of that. Like and like, <laughs> we would, we're like so perceptive and like receptive of different people's energies and vibes. And I'm realizing I'm sounding like some like California LA person right now, but like. Not a California LA the, person. The realness of feeling somebody's like authenticity is so true. You can tell, yeah. And you can tell when people are being 100% real with you, you can tell when they're not. And I think, yeah, I think one of the things I respect about my partner is like how true they are to themselves at like all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, really true to the to like their own aura and like their own abilities and like understanding stuff. And I saw so I feel like for me, like if I were shooting my shot to that person, like echoing that, like you are real, I am real too. Here's my realness, here's what it looks like. And if it doesn't mesh, then you know that's not the right thing, you know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I think I think oftentimes we see people trying to like put on for friends or put on for image or put on for like Who do you think talk. they should be? who they think they should be or who they think they would look good with and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, yo, that's like wasting time and space. Like, Wait, all um, the like, time, and, wasting and all the time. All the time. And it's also just like immature. Um, I think there's like so much to like say about what makes you feel good, how it makes you feel good. And also realizing that I think people get caught up in like, so much other stuff, but it's like at the end of the day, when y'all are like 50, 60, 70, is this somebody who you want to like wake up to? Is this somebody who you want like oh, to go on a walk with? Is this like somebody that you want to like, I think those are things you should be thinking about, at least at our age, as we're like moving through of like, and I'm not even, I'm not even going to sign out the people who are like, you know, non um, monogamous, like even in like non monogamy. And you're talking about like, I think a lot of people like, mix up non-monogamy with like um there's like rampant sex partners and i don't think like that's what people that's at least that i know we're like yeah. no longer believing but i'm like even for folks who are non-monogamous it's like there is a barometer of like how authentic is this person with me sexually mm-hmm. and non-sexually and also is it somebody who after you've already got your fill are you going to wake up next to mm-hmm. like when the sun rises do you want to be next to that person or not 
I think that's the question to ask. And that doesn't involve shooting a shot, but I think as you're shooting a shot, like you should have these different things with you yeah. in mind of like, why am I willing to shoot the shot with this person? Is yeah. it lust or is it like, I want more with them? Because if it's lust and I say shoot it, and, be like Steph Curry and that, fire right? it. Yeah, I mean, honest yeah, about it. Like whenever you shoot your shot, you need to be honest, right? You need to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm trying to shoot this shot, what's <laughs> that? Shot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, however you decide to do it, right? right? You need to approach it with honesty. Like, what are you seeking out of this person? Because like, you can shoot your shot all you want, right? But if somebody may only want to reciprocate it if it's one specific thing, right? Yeah, because that's true. Because they may be looking for something, right? That's true. Maybe you want to shoot your shot to be in a relationship with somebody and they don't want to be in a relationship. That's true. I don't know to tell you. That's maybe true. it's the opposite. Maybe you want to be... Right. Maybe they want to be in one and you don't or you don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You have to be honest and I find... Let me not go on a date and rant. Um, anyway... <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of times when people shoot their shot, it's at least what I've experienced personally is that I'm a very honest person that I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Right. Sometimes I don't know. And I'd be like, baby, I don't know. Um, but sometimes the other person does know and doesn't want to be honest because they feel like it doesn't line up. Right? right. And I'm like, so you would rather be dishonest in order to like woo me. That's weird. That is, yeah. um, that's suspicious. On the, on the borderline of some things, right? That's weird. <laughs> That's suspicious. Right. Um, like, yeah. Anyway, like yeah. it's very borderline, like over yeah. the line things, right? Yeah. And if you have to do that in order to woo someone, woo someone, go to jail. Um, let me stop. I didn't say that. Um, but anyway, I just, I, like Eric said, like there's authenticity that comes with it. And part of that is like you being honest with people, but also being honest with yourself. Yeah, I agree. And, and coming from somebody who like, shoot or shoot, that's just, hey, shoot or shoot. I got a clip on the basketball court. You'll make one shot eventually. Eventually. That's all I got. Cause even, yeah, even for folks who are like doing that in the club scene, like, Eventually, you got to leave the club scene. Mm-hmm. You got to go somewhere else. And so, to like, a lounge. Sorry. Yeah, I'm the lounge. Strip down a lounge. The, strip down the performance, I think, is, like, the biggest advice. Yeah. Bad. You know what it is over here. You know what it is. Our faves. We made it to our faves. Lenise, how you feeling? What's your faves this week? Uh, off the top of my head... Mm-hmm. I have been rewatching Cake Boss. Oh my god! Um, and I like seeing people build extravagant cakes. It's soothing. <laughs> um, I try not to think too much about the characters, like the people themselves, right? Right. Um, because that get a little murky for me. So I've been watching a lot of Cake Boss. I also started Snowfall. Ooh, how is it? I'm like an episode and a half in, so get back to me. But I'm enjoying it so far. So we'll put it as a potential favorite of Lenise's. Wow. Big fan. Big fan. Potential favorites. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Snowfall, so let me know uh, when you get into it. Well, everybody's like, this is one of the best shows ever. You have to watch it. Oh, snap. And people's okay. like, oh, my God, you've never seen Snowfall. Not even an episode. Not even a season. And I was like, no. And it was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. You should watch it. And I was like, okay. I feel like I'm secondhand getting that criticism. <laughs> yeah, I wanted you to feel how I felt. So. I felt it. Okay, good. I felt it. Okay, my faves this week is my local fire department. Um, they've just been doing so much cool stuff in the city. Um, doing bike rides and just really helpful things for like other people that don't involve fires. And I'm just like, wow, y'all really they're doing people. the work people expect police departments to actually do. And they're doing really good stuff. Because and it's a, light, it's a black fire department. Because oh. they protect the community. <laughs> and this is sponsored by ACAP. Yeah. Period. Period. That's my fave. Um, I guess I have a musical fave. Um, it's Rebel Bucket, which oh, I've my always, God. I've oh, always my God. loved Rebel Bucket. But they just, 
they they embody they spring. Now? They just embody spring. It's so you much fun right. music. It's so much fun music. Yeah. yeah. So that's me. That's me. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. Mm. You wanna walk us out? Yes. All right. Um, thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. This episode was brought to you by um Eric and Lenise um and the foolishness. Perfect. Um we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think about forgiveness on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, follow us at B U and Me Pod. Um, mm-hmm. if you need any advice, you know what to do. Help us, help you help us. And we mm-hmm. will see you next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> <Peace>. All right. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm.